as long as he's here, that means everything. You know, can you imagine a service without him be here? All your lifting hands, all your shouting, all your glory, hallelujah. It won't have anything, have no meaning at all. But if he's here, anything can happen. That's all we've been praying for. Well, if you don't mind, I'll just invite you to um, open up the scriptures. Uh, Gospel of Luke, chapter 7. Verse 40. It was about two weeks ago that I went to uh, North Carolina and um, to uh, attend to the conventions over there, Brother Joe Green, and also shared uh, one of the services uh, with Brother Ron Spencer. So we have a wonderful time uh, uh, in the Word and uh, also bring a lot of greetings back. Brother Ron, Brother Donna Reagan, and... Uh, uh, Brother Joe Green for our dear pastor and also for all the congregation. And uh, may the Lord uh, bless you all. And um, let's, turn, let's read to uh, chapter 7, verse 40. And Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say, to say unto thee. And he said, Master, say on. There was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence and the other fifty. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thy house. Thou givest me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou givest me no kiss, but this woman, since the time I came in, has not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman has anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loves the little. May the Lord bless his word and let's bow our head and pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, this is the most sacred, sacred scripture, not wrote by man, but wrote by God himself. Lord, in that it expressed the thoughts of a God. Lord, we treasure it in the most, most the highest treasure that we treasure this word. Because this word can give us a pardon, but also this word can condemn us if we reject it. We're so thankful we're not to the people in the category who reject the word, but we receive it with all our heart. Lord, we thank you for the word that you send it to this hour. Without this word, without the Holy Spirit revealed to, our, to us personally, Lord, we're still in the darkness. But now, Lord, we can say we have a transferred from the darkness to the light. Lord, we believe your word. We just ask you to take this rest of the service. Lord, speak through your servant and speak to the ear that can hear. Speak to the heart that can receive. We glorify your name. Just want your name to be high and lifted up. Let we know that God, that you are the Savior. That you are the one that can save the people that's savable. 
Lord, you can deliver to the people that can be deliverable, Lord. We give ourselves to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, I want to give a title of the uh, service this morning, uh, Increase the Value of This Message. Uh, We cannot change the word. We cannot change the message. But we can increase the value of this message. You know, in this this, um, uh, world, uh, there are some uh, different, uh, each things that we have um, the different value of it. Um, You go to the shop, uh, you can uh, see there's some, um, uh, you buy the grocery, and the grocery said to give the value. It says, uh, okay, the vegetable, I, I never grocery shop, so I don't know what exactly. Uh, maybe the one lettuce is $1, and uh, that's the value, that's the uh, worth. But if you change to another shop, maybe the lettuce is not $1, it's become a dollar and 20, 20 cents. It's still the same lettuce. Uh, nothing changed, but because they're at a different location, you see the value started changing. And if you go to China, the lettuce is probably only worth about a 10 cents. And so uh, it's not, not, not very much of a value uh, to it because, uh, because it was just so common of it. But it's the people that give the, the certain product that's at a certain value. And um, it's also when we know that's the different things that have the different value. But if you're not, uh, be careful. You can give something that's a loss of a value, but actually worth nothing. And you can give it a certain things less value, but find it out that thing is the most precious things you ever had. But Abraham is talking about the little boy that he, um, uh, he got a, a little uh, uh, stamp. Uh, I think they call it a stamp or postage. And then uh, he finds out from the attic and he taken it out and he saw this was old and then he'll go uh, to uh, sell it to a collector. And that collector just uh, give him uh, $1 that he can uh, buy a lot of ice cream. Because to that boy, uh, that's the worth uh, of that uh, uh, thing, that uh, stamp. But then that the collector went to sell that stamp, and then the stamp would become a $50. And then uh, that, uh, the other one who bought it and sold it again, become 100 And by the end of it, it become a, probably half a million dollars, because that's the most precious thing. And you see that the people that sometimes they miss the value of it. Though they are facing the same thing day and night, just as anybody else is facing it, but they didn't put much value off it. Because they never have the discernment to discern what is the real cost for that thing. You know, I wonder sometime in this earth that we're living in, and we give it a different value to different things, but you find out actually the things that we give it too much value, a lot of value to it, actually it doesn't worth anything. We give a lot of value to the science. You find out that the science doesn't do you any good. It only brings more death. You give a lot of value to the education, but you find out that the education just educated a lot of them more ignorant than ever. Because of the person who do not know Jesus Christ is more ignorant than any illiterate person. So only the word of God can give us the true value of the things that we're facing every day. And we can uh, give the value to the things um, that on earth was too much. And uh, for example, 
We can spend a lot of a resource. We can spend a lot of a time. We can spend on everything so that we're uh, that are in our hands to make ourselves feel better. And we feel that is the valuable thing. And we make uh, we buy a lot of creams and we buy a lot of lotions. We buy a lot of a skin cleanser to make us uh, uh, look better. And you find out to give you a few years. No matter how many lotion you put it on, it won't help you anymore. No matter how many cleansers you got, you find your wrinkles start coming out. A lot of uh, you, you, you calculate it. All the... Oh, don't, 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 don't be bound up. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be look better. I'm just saying that uh, the value that we put it in there. I want to make a point here. You calculated all the money you put in for your... Uh, um, I don't even know the brand of it, sorry. The lotions. Your baby lotion. And the things all this year until you're 80, 90 years old, you still put it on. <laughs> you added all the dollars together. Hundreds of thousands. What a value we put it in there. And you're thinking about uh, the suits that we wear. And I bought this suit in China just for about $100. Uh, and, uh, but still, this $100 suit and so to put on 84 cents of ash. No matter if that ash is in China or is in here, but it's still ash is ash. When they burn, it's all the same. But that's the value that we put it on. We're buying $100 shoes. How many shoes in your closet? Hundreds probably. Because our feet is growing. From our baby shoes to our older, the value that we put it in there. And everything we try to make us look nice, more presentable. You know, you go to see the lawyer, you go to see the bank that you want to put your suit on, you want to put your tie maybe. And, uh, you know, you, you want to go to, uh, go to the basketball court or tennis court, or you want to dress like uh, you're like a pro. It doesn't help you at all. And we spend tons of money, tons of things, to the things that is no value. And it's all going to be burned. And you're getting older, you're getting older. You try to look younger, you try to look, feel, you try to make your, uh, yourself feel better. This couch, uh, you know, you want it more soft. Uh, and a few years later, it's, it's too soft, you, I want more support. And the, the, the mattress, so you said, oh, the ceiling doesn't work, I want to have uh, the outer brand. They're all made in China <laughs> by the same factory. Just put a different names on it. <laughs> That's the value that we put it on things. You don't see the things that's behind it. And then when they sell this, I used to work with some exporters. The mattress, the sofa that it made is only cost $150. And when they bring it over here, they sell you $3,000. They put a value on it. And it's a false value. Because everything has to burn. If we put too much time, if we put a lot of value on that, why don't we put things on the things that have the eternal value? It's because the people don't have the discernment. It's when people, people don't have the revelation. They don't know the value behind, behind the things. All those things are necessary. 
But there is the one thing that is the most unnecessary. That is your eternal life. Where are you going to spend eternity? That has the most value to it. And in this age, you find out that the value, it seems like it all just depends on the salesman's, their eloquency, how much value they put it on there. It's not just the true value of it. It's not just the products that has the value. But it's just somebody trying to sell the things to you. Then they can name it whatever value they wanted to put it in. That is the totally the fraud. That's totally just deceiving. But when God sent the prophet, he's not just trying to sell you something. He's not just trying to put on the, the fake value. But he give you the true value of it. And only this message, when they come, it marks exactly the true value. And that had every aspect, that affected every aspect of our life. You know, before the message come, there are many things that we think it is that was very, very important. But when the message come, it marks the true value of it, you find out that he gives zero value to it. But those things that only have the value that were used for the gospel, that has the value to it. And he talked about the science. He said the science belongs to Satan. He talked about the education. He talked about the different things. He talked about all those things that belong to Satan. Don't misunderstand all those things that we needed. We enjoyed it. We in this life. If we saw the science, we probably won't be able to have the lights on. Without the science, we probably won't have the microphone that we can speak. I will be yelling and screaming. You probably won't hear me. The science evidence is goodness, but only good when it made and used for the gospel of the Lord. And when a message comes, it also marks a great value to the things that we actually give a very little attention to it. When a message comes, you give it a great value of the word of God and the respect to the word of God. When a message comes, it marks a greater value, says the word of God has way more value than what we call our hurt. The message, when it comes, it had a greater, greater value Said that the word of a God have a way more value than your feeling. Amen. The word of a God have a way more value than your emotion. Amen. The word of a God have a way more, way more value than you think, oh, I think so. I think this way. I think that way. Amen. The word of a God become a come to the most uttermost position that I ever had. Before that, the word of God is only when I feel I can use it for my own benefit, for your own benefit. But when a message comes, it put into the highest position that a person can ever do. It gives us a different value of it. Before the message comes, we're relying on the value of a group revelation. We're relying on the theologian when they come together, they make the things and put it on the paper. That have a great value. But when a message comes, it gives us a value. It said that one man that is vindicated by God had a way more value than all the theologians put themselves together. You find out that that's the hardest thing that the people can ever receive. 
When I first receive the message, it's not because the serpent seed. It's not because the Godhead. It's not because of certain doctrines. I just cannot get over it. Why this man said that I have to believe what he said. That is the hardest thing I ever have to cross, has ever to overcome. Why has to be one man? Because we, have, we live in the age. This age, everybody has his opinion. Everybody has their idea. Everybody's opinion is valuable that we're thinking. But that is wrong. The only valuable opinion that can ever have is the God coming down, vindicated one man's ministry. Beside that, everything else is just a filler. It's one man that's vindicated by God. That had a way more value than anything else. When this man come, when God sent this messenger, and when God vindicated, you know, I was having fellowship with Brother, Brother Mark the other day. Thank you, Brother Mark and Sister Rachel. That was a wonderful time that we spent it together. I was sharing this uh, about a little bit about uh, where my, uh, my testimony. When I first came into the message, I cannot just get over that. Why have to believe this man? But then when I humble myself down, I come and kneel down before the Lord. I said, Lord, I don't care what it is. I want you to reveal to me. I don't want to hear it all the people are, uh, they said that this is a call. But I don't want to hear it all everybody said this is truth either. I said, Lord, if you are Lord, you, are, you can speak, speak lip to ear to me. If God is God, if God is real, if God can speak, if I can hear, if I'm the predestined this seed, when God speaks, I can hear your voice. You know, God is faithful if people be real, uh, in the mean business with God. And Lord revealed himself. And when God make that real, when God make that uh, uh, just... I'll reveal that to me. And this man, this one is the vindicated prophet of this age. And the message that he preached, that it was coming from directly from God. All else is all gone. Amen. It just f- f- fizzled it away. All doubts is all gone. I don't have to understand this doctrine. I don't under, have to understand that. If God in his time will reveal to me, he will reveal to me. But when I realize that this is the one that God vindicated, all the doubts is just one today. When a message comes, then it marks the different value to the word. It takes the word of a God to the highest position, had more value than than your dream. Then your vision. Then your science. You know, I feel this way. I feel, Lord, lead me that way. I feel, Lord, lead me that way. Everything must be subject to the word of a God. When a message comes, it marks a different value to the character. Before, especially I think in the Pentecostal realm, if a person can preach, if a person can make an eloquent speech, if a person... Uh, they can jump uh, up and down and scream and, and do this and that. It was, uh, have a, have a lot of value to that, but no value to the person's character. 
But when a message comes, it takes the person's character is far more valuable than all the emotion, than all the jumping up and down, than all the screaming, than anything else. A person's character is more than anything else. When a message comes, it put more value that to the ministry that God has vindicated and the more value than any authority or things or able or, or ability to the person's ability. And when a message comes, the unseen world that's coming are way more valuable than a present one. When a message comes, it marks the value Something that we despise to talk about. Something that we neglect or, or, uh, or don't even pay any attention to it. All of a sudden, become come to the important uh, position. Before the message, we give no value to a person's how their dress is. Before the message, we don't pay no attention to how you look like. Before the message, we don't give no value that a woman has to look like a woman and a man has to look at a man. But when a message comes, it marked a different value to it. Almost every message they were talking about, people don't understand, thinking, why is he bowling the woman out? Why he has to ask her how you have a dress, how you have a shoes, you know, how you don't put so much jewelry on, and all those kind of things. We said, and there's no value to it before the message comes. But when the message comes, it put a different value to it. Before the message comes, woman, though they are a woman, maybe in their nature, that in their agenda, uh, in their gender, but they are not in their position. But when the message comes, it put a woman into the different position. It tells them that a woman's your position is in your kitchen. Before the message comes, no value to that. But when the message comes, it gave it a different value to it. Oh, dear sisters, God not try to devalue you, but God give you the more value. He increased your value. It's not a devalue you to a doormat, but it puts you to the highest value that a person, a woman can ever have. But it's the Satan try to devalue a person. Before the message come, you know, I go to a lot of them. Different churches. And in China, it's the same thing. And in here, I find out it's the same. And I went to the, some church, some Christian, I went to their home. The man almost taking it as a pride, taking it as something, um, something so um, gentleman say, Oh, my wife is the boss. Did you hear that? It seems like that's some, type, some kind of a virtue. Man, you got it quiet. <laughs> and it seems like the people and the man coming in the homes, oh, my wife, you know, the, the woman is coming to the position. It seems like they're um, brazen. Is that the word, brazen? And they feel nobody going to tell me what should I do. Nobody going to tell me what should I say. Nobody should do it. And then a man seems like they're subject to the woman. It's become a virtue instead of a, that is wrong. Before the message comes, 
man to be a man that at home taking a leadership is a something that is a very, have no value to it. They were thinking you're narrow-minded, you're a dictator. But when a message comes, it put a man into his position. It's not a decrease, but it's an increase their value. When a message comes, it doesn't make a man become a dictator. It doesn't make a man, but it's making a man in the more critical position. Think about a man. Man, brothers, thinking about this. One decision, if you make it wrong, it might be devastating your whole family. All their life. One decision, if you don't make it right in the name of the Lord Jesus. One decision, if you do it wrong. One leadership, if you lead your wife wrong, you will be answered for what your leadership has. It doesn't put a man in an easy life, but it put them in the terrible position. It did end up in a, in a scareful position. That's why we have to be careful what we're talking about. That's why we're be careful where we're going to lead our home to. Where are we going to lead our family? And the day and night we need to, to, to pray to the Lord, the Lord, how am I going to lead my wife? How am I going to lead my children? What pathway am I going to lead them? Before the message comes, there's no value. I just do whatever I want to do. If I want to go hunting, I go hunting. If I go to fishing, I go to fishing. If I want to buy me a motorcycle, I want to buy me a motorcycle. If I want to do this, I would do, I would do everything that I want to. No wonder the man lost his uh, position. But when the message comes, it put everyone in this position. It's not to devalue them, but it's to increase their value. Is this okay? All this value is are in the message. It has to take the Holy Spirit to reveal the value that to the person who received it. If a person don't know the true value, they will pay everything for it. That's why you saw in the denomination of the world, there are try all their effort it try to uh, get more number go get more people get more number go into the upper and upper class and then they try to establish the the kingdom on earth it's because they don't know what is the true value is but when the word of god come we know it's not to the quantity but it's the quality Amen. that's why you find out the devil in this in this age do all this best it try to confuse people's their value. The things have no value, he put a lot of value on it. But things have a greater value. He doesn't want you to reject it, but he wants you to compromise on it. He wants you to, to, to pay a lesser value to the things that are the most valuable. That's why you find out that people become a lukewarm. It's not because they reject the word. But he just don't, saw, don't see the true value of the word. They didn't say that the true value that it received the message to, uh, that by receiving the word, that it had to the body change. 
They didn't see the true value that a God ordained that is for the, oh, the, oh, the word in this hour, that only the word in this hour will give us the rapture. And then they start to chasing for some other things. And maybe try to use the other things. Maybe, oh, that will help me out. Maybe this will fix my problem. You know, maybe this book will fix my problem. Maybe that doctor will help my situation. You know, maybe, oh, if I only get married, that will be the end of my trouble. That will be your starting of your trouble. <laughs> and when they said, when they get married, they're thinking, oh, I finally got it. Yeah, you finally got it. And all the work it is then you just started. And then if the, if the marriage doesn't fix the problem, they think, maybe I have a child. When I have a child, the child will help with the marriage. The child will, fill the, will fix my problem. It's just more devastating than ever. And if they said, okay, if this church doesn't help me out, let me change another one. Let me, let me change a place. Let me change another location. You never solve the core of the problem. The core of the problem is you. The core of the problem is not your wife. The core of your problem is not your husband. The core of your problem is not your marriage. The core of your problem is not your children. The core of the problem is you and me. We are the problem. By changing location doesn't help the problem. By changing church doesn't help the problem. But changing your status in the word of God, that will change your problem. It has to open our eye to see the true value of it. It's the people without seeing the value. They're running back and forth, the east and west, and try to fix their problem. The value is in the word of God. The word of this hour is the only measurement of what is the true value. Value what a message values. Devalues what a message devalued. Then you will come out good. Amen. Those Pentecostal fathers, they have the true value of it. In book of Acts 3, 6, then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give it to thee. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. They know the true value of it. They know the name of Jesus Christ has a power. That's the name, it's the word that was interpreted, that was manifested, that's the name of the Lord. They have that name, they believe that name, they possess the authority, the power of it, they saw the true value of it. Though they don't have a sewer, they don't have a gold, but when they possess something, that's the true value of it. That thing with the true value will solve every problem, will deliver you in every situation, will heal all your disease. There's a difference between this message and any other message. I was just having a fellowship with other brother. I was saying, what is the difference between this message and all the other messages? 
All of my other messages, they tell you how to cope with the situation, how to do this, how to do that. They give you the teaching this, they teach you that, and all kinds of things. But only the difference that what we have, we have a vindicated messenger. All the other teaching, all the other doctrines, all the other things that we said, it was good. Maybe help you, help the person temporarily. But it will never fix the core of the problem. The difference what we have between this message and all the rest of it is because of God coming down to prove that this is not a man speaking, but this is I speaking. Without that, we're the same just as anybody else. But then you find out as the time goes by, people, sometimes even ministries, instead of keep focus on the message word that God has vindicated with the true value of it, they start to look left and right, left and right. That's so that the people start to get distracted. Sometimes it's the things that we're focused on. You know, I got, a, uh, I got a hurt. You know, the, the people there, they treat me bad. This thing has happened, that thing's happened. If we focus on those things, those things have no value. Brother Bram said, unbelief have absolutely no value to it. But face to the word have all the value to it. Sometimes the situation, you don't know how can you, how can I fix this? How, how these things are going to be ended? You don't have to worry about it. But focus on the things that have the true value. As long as you look at the things, look at the word as the true value of it. That's the word which the true value will bring you out every time. That's why in the book of Malachi 4, 5 said, Behold, I will send you, Elijah, the prophet. Before the coming of the great dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children. And the heart of the children to their fathers. He restored the true value of the word. And he also restored the faith of the people to receive the word that has the true value. Everything must be put back to what is the word of God has said. Not our feeling. Not our past. Not something that we regret. What if? What if I did this? What if I done that? What if I don't do that? So don't do that. Won't that be better? Past is past. Brother Brahma said, he said, the devil, he said, the devil's got people that impersonate a Christian. Try to make people believe they're a Christian when they're not. But that don't take away the value of a true Christ, a real Christian. To my opinion, it makes him conspic- conspicuous. Conspicuous? Huh? Conspicuous. Sounds too much like a French. He said, to my opinion, it makes him conspicuous. I think that's more visible. Is that a meaning? More stuck out. He said, uh, he said uh, that's the same thing on divine healing. There's a people who go around with a bunch of a workup and a fanaticism and a calling it a divine healing. That don't take away the value of a God's word. 
and his death at the cross. He only make it more conspicuous that it is right. For as long as there is a bogus something, there is a bound to be a real one for it to be made off of. It's only a vindication that there is a real one. What is the devil in this age, what he tried to do? He tried to devalue the things that have the true value of it. In most of our people, that in the congregation, I would say, we're not trying to, you know, when the things is common and in our situation or the difficulty, the people did not try to, re- we're not trying to reject the word of God. We do receive the word of God. We do believe the word of God. But be word of a Satan's trick. He's not to try to make you become unbeliever. But he just wants to make you, that's a true value, become a lesser value. That's what is the lukewarm started creeping in. You find out you used to have a passion and zeal for the Lord. And then you become sitting there. You still come into the church Wednesday, Sunday morning, Sunday night. You still fellowship around with the people. Speak, use the believers' the terminology. But something just cold inside. But something just make you lost the value to it. When something have a true value, when you receive that thing with the true value, when you receive the greatest prayer that ever, you give your whole self to it. You give your whole life to it. And you lead your whole family into it. But when it become a lesser value, they become a floating. They become a just try to survive. Try to put their head just above the water. A person don't solve the true value of it. What does the devil try to do? He devalue the things that you treasure the most. That's what he did to this message. I would say to most of the people that are sitting here, He's not trying to make you become unbeliever. Don't believe. I said, I reject the messenger. I reject the message. I'm not going to believe it anymore. But by devalue the message, but give it an increase of the other things, you start changing your focus. You start to focus all more on, oh, I, I, I got hurt. You know, I must have fixed this problem. You gotta fix the, you gotta uh, go to the thing that, you know, I have the family problem, I have this problem, I have that problem. I gotta put all my time to try to fix this. I gotta try to fix this one. My children, they're not in there all to be, they might be in the world. You know, I have to compromise myself. Maybe, maybe, you know, just be soft a little bit. Maybe just go into the world a little bit so that I can win them back. You devalue the things that have the true value of it. You never win them by compromise. You win them by standing firm on God's word. And live a life of a true believer. By standing along with a make-a-believer, devalue this message. By joining your, to yourself together with something, somebody claim to be a believer, but not to live the life of a believer, which is just a nominal believer, you devalue this message. That's what exactly was the Satan tried to do. It tried to take it away the true value of what is the word of a God has been means so much, so precious to us. And by impersonating, 
Don't you hear? The devil always appointing. Oh, this one, you know, he doesn't believe it anymore. That one falling into sin. That one disbelieved. This one, what does the devil try to do? Devalue the message of this hour. But Abraham said, our redemption wasn't a cheap thing. It was the Son of a God who had to die for us. Things of a value come of a great price. To bring this message, it wasn't easy. It isn't. I had to forsake him. I have to forsake everything that was dear to me, even my own people, everybody. But you see, the value of it is, you see, it's to do the will of a God. While they was going to put me away, thought I lost my mind, baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, the contrary to the church, and all the things they said, he's crazy. But you see, no matter what they said, there's a something has to be done. And God just takes a person, sticks him in his hand and say, do this, and you do it. That is the messenger of this hour that God gave us as an example. And think about the cost that he paid. The message of this hour that he brought he into the forest cost his wife, cost his daughter, cost him all the time on the field, cost him to, to put away some offering that he gave it to him for millions of dollars. Some people, some denomination that want him to compromise, even said, I'll give you the personal airplane. Just flying here, just go to the up and up, to the upper class, and let, the, let what you preach, you just compromise on a certain little doctrines. What does the Satan try to do? Devalue. Don't raise up your hand. Anybody buying stocks? The atmosphere is too intense. I just want to let it down a little bit. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, when the people who buy in a stock, the person who buy in a stock is always trying to brag on it. Just before the crash, I sold it. <laughs> I just come to the high point. Boy, I just sold that. Oh, they feel so much better. And for some people, they're buying the houses. A person who, buy, who bought a house, maybe just before the, um, the market was a crash. Uh, sorry, maybe just before the market was uh, 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 going up, then they get, uh, they get a house, get a property. Oh, they got something they can brag about. You know, I catch the deal. And some people, they sell their house. And they just sell the house before the market was crashing. They said, boy, that was good. That's what I did. The person who sold the stock, that's right on the, you know, just at the high point. They wish the stock, just at just the right minute from he, he sold it, started going down. They don't want the stock to go up and up and up. Because if you sold that in that point, and if the stock keeps going up, that just adds more grief to them. Why I sold it? 
if I just keep it a little longer. And for people who buy, do the house, it's the same thing. They sold their house. Oh, man. If I just keep it for another month or a year, my price will be doubled. Do you know devil do the same thing? Devil would love to see somebody sold themselves to just 30 pieces of silver. Devil would love to see that when he bring the temptation, bring the things that the people that fall into for it. But the devil, what he don't like is when he was to devalue the word that you have. When he was devalued by pointing the people to this person don't believe, that person don't believe, and this person falling away, that person rejected the word. What the devil hated to see, well, the more he devalued the word, but it seems like the word just keep climbing. The more he devalued the message of this hour, it just seemed the more people start to coming in to believe. The more he devalued, instead of the message, have nothing to it. It doesn't have a fix your problem. It doesn't fix your marriage. It doesn't heal. It doesn't do that. But when is the message to start to heal the person, start to unite the husband and the wife together, still to take your backsliding children back to the fold again? That just added grief on Satan's mind. You find out too many people that in this hour that is sold out too early. They sold their belief. They sold their family. They sold the word that they have believed for so many years. If they can just wait a little longer. And some people, because they went into the temptation, some people, because they went into the difficulty and things that are happening in their life, they just throw the towel and they give it up. I'll say they give it up too early. If they can just hold, not just a little longer, but hold till the end. We're waiting for the paying off time. Or paid off time. I was one time, uh, I was uh, sponsoring my uh, in-laws, uh, that's many years ago. Sponsored them uh, to uh, come to uh, uh, stay with us. Do you remember it here? That's here in the year 2000. And, um, but income is not, uh, not enough. So I can't sponsor them. Then we tried to gather all the fun together, but it just it doesn't work. But, uh, you know, just show how the Lord doing things. And we, uh, we bought, a, we bought a, a kind of a life insurance. It's not because we need it, but because when we were in, the, uh, in the one of the denominations before we came to this church, and as one of the ladies sold us a life insurance, we just want to try to help her. And so buy to that life insurance. And after a few years later, then we don't know, but uh, we, if we sponsor, we need to sponsor our in-laws, we need our income has to come to a certain level, otherwise we can't do it. And we tried to do it, it just doesn't work. And all of a sudden I realized, hey, I got a, I remember I bought a, the life insurance. And just before I know, just, uh, then I want to check, I realized 
that life insurance company uh, went into the market. Uh, I don't know, is that the, the word? You know, they, they went into the stock market. And so they, they went into the market and after a few years, and uh, that uh, life insurance, uh, the, the stock market is doing good, so it become a double. Before that, I was even talking to my wife. I said, you know, why do we have to keep this uh, life insurance? Because we don't need that uh, at all. But we don't know that it went to the market and the price uh, is uh, doubled. And then we sold that uh, insurance, sold our, uh, consider it a capital gain, so that we can apply it for my in-laws' uh, sponsorship, so they can stay with us. Then I was thinking about it. You know, spiritually, sometimes I find out it's the same way. If the people, they just... Sometimes the things are the same like they're very insignificant in the beginning. But if they hold true to it, if they hold themselves to it, that, uh, that uh, in another word, then the word runs its own. The word itself has a life in it. As long as you don't tamper to it, just believe it, maybe in a certain time, in the period of time, you don't see any benefit of it, but by the end, it will pay itself off. But the Satan is trying to devalue the word. And he tried to point you out, tried to point you, said, okay, this is wrong, that wrong, there are all kinds of things that is to you. But you see how God just added a value that is to this word. When there is uh, maybe hundreds of hundreds of the people, maybe leave the word and they give it in or give it up. But at the same time, God has uh, added the value to the word by the thousands of the two thousands of the people that believe the message in Uganda. And it started having a revival in Ethiopia. And then having the different things that happens around the world. You know what? That just adds grief to Satan. The more he tried to devalue it, the increasing of the value of the word started getting more and more. By believing the word, what we'll added the value that it to the word. Yeah. But the there is no value in unbelief. All the value there is is in faith. Amen. Believing God's word, taking God at his word. Amen. He said that one faith looks at God's he talked about Moses. He said about one faith looks at God's worst. It esteems it greater and more valuable than the best the world can show to Moses. Moses' eyes look through the same window as the brother Branham said, just like a pharaoh did. He looked at the same people who is a mud dauber, but when Moses saw them, he said, this is my people. When Pharaoh saw it, he just saw, this is a bunch of a mud dauber. But when Moses, he said, when faith look at God's worst, he esteems it greater and more valuable than the best the world can show. When faith in the word can see the word and make manifest, is more than all the glamour and archbishopry and everything else you can speak of. Faith does it. You can see the worst, the despised, the rejected, the whatever it might be, that it be at its worst. 
And yet faith will esteem that a million miles higher than the best the world can produce. When faith saw something, and to do it, it added a value to the word of God. And Brother Abraham said, why Christ speak? He said, faith sees what God wants to do. I hope this goes in. He said, faith doesn't look at the present time. Faith doesn't see this here. Faith looks to see what God wants, and it works accordingly. In another word, the faith... That means you went into the God's thoughts, and God revealed his thought that to you, and that a person knows exactly what is the God wants to do. Not what you want to do, what other people want you to do, but you know exactly what is God's will that's in your life. Then you become a homogenized wisdom. Your mind become his mind, his mind become yours. That you saw the true value of it. A faith looking to the word of a God will make you see the true value. To see the true value is not something thundering, some lightning coming down. All of a sudden you realize something. To see the true value is just by faith that I believe the word of a God. I don't see how the end of the situation, I don't see how the light going to come through the tunnel, but I know enough the word of God will never lie. Amen. That called see the true value of the word. True value is not by reasoning. To see the true value is not by imagination. It's not by something that you figured that out. It's not by looking at a symptom that say something come up or something going down, something good, something bad. It's not by that at all. To see the true value is just by the simple faith to the word of God. Say, Lord, if you said it, I believe it. If you said that I believe unto Jesus Christ, you and your house shall be saved. I don't know what is it, but the word has the true value to it. And I believe the things that have the true value. That's called to see the true value. Faith look as the worst of God. But they said this is the esteem that this has a more value than the world can offer you the best thing. Amen. I was thinking about how the many families that in our church that moved over here. And Brother Tom just mentioned Brother Joe's, Joe Walton's family. They come in there with just the shirts on their back. What do they saw? They saw the true value. Amen. True value of the word of God. That in this hour. And sojourn with a group of people that are sitting over here. Then I think about all the other families, the Robinsons, and the Brother Matthew yourselves that moved the family over here. And you saw the different one, the Garrison Jones. And, uh, I think everybody who can put your name, the Brother Matthews, Sister Geneva, all of these brothers and sisters that were sojourned together, what they did, they saw the true value of it. Isn't it, Brother Ken? It's not sold as something to just, you know, I have the church to go to. You know, I have a, maybe a, a, just, a, just a, a change of church. And, you know, this doesn't work out. That doesn't, I come on over here and tried it out. See if this is going to work out. They saw the true value of it. Why the different people coming from the different countries even that are moving over here? You saw the true value of it. 
It's not just anything else about a word of a God in this hour and in this place. Brother Bama said, faith is a long range of vision. Amen. And you brothers and you sisters, when you saw the true value, when you act upon it, you know what you did? You actually increased the value of this word of God. Because at the same time, the Satan tried to devalue the word. He said, this word cannot have a life. This word cannot, have a, cannot fix your situation. This word is not worth it to give your whole self. But you do the opposite. You give your whole life to it. You lead your family into this. When a situation rises up or when a difficulty is coming up, you put everything aside. You still believe the word of God. See the true value of the word and the pressing on. What you did, you add value to the word of God. We can't change the word, but we can increase the value of the word of God. He said, faith is a long-range vision. It don't lower, lower its sights. It holds to the target. He said, any good shooter knows. He says, a telescope is a binocular that you don't look around here. You don't use binocular to look to see what time is it. See, you don't use that, but you use a binocular to look a way off. Faith doesn't look at the things right now. Faith look at the end of it. And faith does that. Faith pick up a God's binocular, both of them, both sides, the New and the Old Testament, and sees every promise that he made. And faith says it out yonder. And faith truths that regardless of what the present tense says here. He looks at the end. He don't drop his side down to look this away. He look out yonder. He keeps it across here, dead center on the word. That's what faith does. Amen. That's the faith that's in the man that does those things. And that's the problem of many people you saw. Yeah. It's not because they don't have a faith. It's not they don't believe the word. They don't see the value of it. But just too many things are surrounded them. Make their sight, the binocular, to look far, that it start to look down. The best solver to the problem is to don't look like the problem. The best solver to the problem is to look to the end, to look far. The word of God has said, I believe what that word of God has said. Brother yes. Bramley and the white cry speak. He talked about Moses. And he said, and Moses said, oh Lord, look coming, here come Pharaoh. He said, the people are all, he said, what must I do? What must I do? There isn't just human, uh, see there, isn't that just human being? Begin to cry, what must I do? Here we see Moses expressingly, fully human nature. Always wants God to get behind you and push you into something. You want God after we've seen all we've seen, yet you want God to push you to do something. When God gave us the word, 
This word has the true value in it. But it's your duty and obligated. Instead of just keep the value or lower the value, you have to increase the value. It's not just we survive, we try to keep it, we try to keep it. You can't put the talent of the silver, just to keep it. When the Lord comes, you will be obligated to that. You will be responsible to that. He wants the value of the word of God to be increased. He wants your testimony to increase the value of the word. He wants when you're being dragged into the situation, he wants you to saw the true value of it and climb right up out of it. When you're in a sickness, he wants to heal you. That is what he desired to. It's not that, you know, you try to bagging and seeking and do this. He wants to do that. Because that's the value of the word. But it has to take your face like the binocular to look at the end of it and say, Lord, I believe what your word has said. It's my duty to increase the value of the word. When one person got healed, that increased the value of it. When Sister Francine got healed, that increased the value of it. When the backstabbing children come back and say they had a pill, Brother Johnny, that increased the value of it. Moses had just relaxed around and said, God, I'll go ask you. See what you say. Yeah, yeah, you say it. Well, all right, I'll say it too, see? But here God had ordained him for the job. Prove that he was with him. Moses' job is to take the people out of Egypt. Your job is to fulfill what is the word of God has said. If you have been sick, if the disease is trying to creeping into you, your job... What is your job? When you go into the job, no matter, no matter is what the boss said, you do what the boss said. If the job requires you to go to the office, to go to work at 8 o'clock, you need to be there on time. Because that's a job. It's, I don't like that job, but you have to. Because that's your job. To be healed, that's your job. Because that's the word of a God has commanded. It's not something you have to begging for. This is your job. To cast the demon out. That is your job. When a demon is on your case, on your hill, in your family, your job is to cast him out. It's your job to keep your family in order. It's not something you have to do. I do this, I do that. It's your job. God gave you a job offering. And you already accept that job offering. Then be good and do it. You said, I don't feel like it. Who asks you to feel like it or not? To be healed, that's your job. You said, I don't feel I got enough power to deal with the demon. Who asks you to feel it or not? It's your job to put him under your feet. And you do have the power to do it. And you do have the authority to do it. He said that God had ordained him for the job. Proved that he was with him. He also proved he's with you. 
What must I do? What must I do, Lord? Hey, Lord, where are you at? Hey, do you hear me? What must I do? They talk about Moses. And they had already ordained him and vindicated him and proved and the work of everything through him. And here, God, oh, my fully expressing, man wants to rest and let God do the pushing. It doesn't work. In the South, they said, it ain't going to work. You have to do. Why? It's your job. It's your job. And you know God doesn't hire people that don't have the ability to do it. When he hire you, that means that you have the potential. Is that right, Brother Tom? When he hire you, he give you the job offering before the foundation of the world. He already put that seed in you. He already put that potential in you. Nothing else is going to take that job out of you. You have to do it, and you will do it. So what must I do, Lord? What must I do? Isn't that human being? Isn't that just human nature? What should I do? There was a need. It was just up to him to speak for it. God wanted Moses to put that gift of faith that he had given him to work. Faith is not you work it up. Faith is a gift that he gave it to you so that you can work. He said, in desperation, and it seems like, uh, you know, like they said, if you were born with a silver spoon, you've heard that, you don't appreciate. But when you have to work for it, you appreciate the valuation of it. He said, why I have to work? Because you appreciate that. You have something to play. When God give you that potential, give you that faith in you, when a certain situation that come up, and by the faith that God give it to you, that you believe on the word of a God, and then you come out pure, that you come out overcomer. How good feeling that is. God had clearly proved to Moses and the people that he was him. By the word and by the thing that was said to come to pass, it was clearly identified. There was no need of him worrying anymore about it. When God said the thing to Moses, Moses have no need to worry about what God has said. Because when God has said it, that's already done. He said that there was no more of him thinking anything about it because it was already cleared up. He had already done the things and he had already proved by fires and fleas and he spoke things into creation that the word of a God was in him. In the same time that God has said to us, you don't need to prove my word. My word is already proved. My word is already cleared up. You don't need to have the word about the word that I give it to you. And I give it to you and you receive it. That word is in you. Didn't Nathan tell David? Brother Bramah said, Nathan, the prophet, one time sitting, seeing David, an anointing king, he said, do all that's in your heart, for God is with you. Told David, do all that is in your heart. God is with you. That's why I said, 
you are obligated to increase the value of the message of this hour. Why? Because God is with you. When God is with you, it's not just it makes you feel better. It's not just it makes you look good. When he was with you, he wants you to go to work. And he wants you not just keep the value, but he wants you to increasing it. He gave you the faith. The purpose of the faith is to add value to the word. When you by living a life, applying the token to your children, you literally increase the value of the message. When you're in the difficulty, in the trials, in the temptation, and then you become overcoming, overcomer by believing the word of God, you literally increase the value of this message. When you're not a compromising on the word of a God, no matter how difficult it is, when the enemy started coming in and tried to let you leave the word, you rejected him, that increased the value of the word of a God. When those are carnal, they call the believers, but it's just a nominal, said we're all the same, then you said, I'm, we're not the same. You're standing on the ground of the God. You're standing and rejecting all those compromising spirit. And it tries to everybody saying, we're all together. We're not all the same. We're not all together. Come on, say amen, brothers and sisters. You know what I'm talking about. No matter what happens, we are the peculiar people. Not because we're proud of we're peculiar, but the word of God is that we're peculiar people. Instead of a devalue of the word of God, we are decrease the value of the word of God. If you're joining yourself together, if you're standing yourself together with the compromiser, with the nominal believers, you actually devalue the word of God. That's why we're standing firm on God's word. Don't care about a man's feeling. Don't care about who feel, who's in, feeling got hurt or what. Whatever the word of God says, we believe it and we're pressing on it. Remember talking about Samson. He said he knew he had a need. He found nothing but an old jawbone of a mill, and it beat down a thousand Philistines. He used his anointed gift. He knew that, that he was sent for the job. He never asked nothing because that was his job. That's why I said when you're sick, it's your job to be healed. It's not your feeling. I don't care what the doctor said. If God gave you the word, give it a promise, it's your job, your duty. Get up at 8 o'clock. Say, Lord, I believe your word. He said, do you feel it? I don't feel it. I'm jogging. Uh, grog, grogging. You know, I feel tired. I, I don't want to go, but it's my, my job. Yeah. Yes, okay, Lord, I believe. You understand that that's your job? You got a sick, you got a devil's on your case doing this just all the time, and your eyes cannot even keep it open. But Lord, because this is my job, I believe. You understand what I mean? 
It's your job to believe every word of a God to be the truth. Your feeling might be dragging you down so much. You're reasoning everything. But there is the believer's seed that in the person. The same scripture that said he, Jesus, would raise up his body, gave us the authority, the power. He said, in my name, they shall cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. If they take up serpents or drink deadly things, it won't harm them. If they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. That is our job. And to see right now in this evil day that we live in, when unbeliever and scientists and so forth are trying to cut away the very value of the word, yet God lives in his word. He lives in his word and his word in you. Can I say he lives in you? And that is our job to increase the value of the word in this hour. In the book of Ezekiel, they're talking about those dry bones. The Bible said it's very dry. But God commanded Ezekiel, said, prophesy. Right. It says, prophesy doesn't look at what is now. Right. Prophesy means you look far. You look at the future. Your eyes doesn't see it. But because the word of God has said it, you believe that. Amen. Have you feel very dry? Have you gone into the situation of just like the dry bones? But you have been commanded to prophesy to those dry bones. The Lord asked, can this dry bone live again? And he said, Lord, you know. He said, prophesy to those dry bones. It's your duty, it's your job to speak the word, believe the word, and believe whatever the word of God has said. Lord, if you have said, Lord, I believe it. And then I prophesied it again. And he will fulfill what the word intended it to do. Let me wrap it up over here. But Brahma said in the work is the face of expressed. And he talked about uh, the dream that he had. He said all those people has been... Uh, like in the prison, he said someone, he said he saw the brother Borders and was there and got a big, like a big cancer or something on his eye. He said, I screamed, the brother Borders, in the name of the Lord Jesus, snap out of that. And he just barely could speak, saying, Brother Branham, I have to take something more than this. I just can't grasp it, Brother Branham. I just can't grasp it. And then uh, just make the this paraphrase says, then there's a woman said, uh, Brother Branham, you were misunderstand that you misunderstand those people that are in the prison bars too. And she said, Brother Branham, deliver us from this. He said, this is the house of hell. And then he said, these are fine people. And uh, he saw them in a great big cellar, a cellar of big walls and the great cave, the iron bars, eight or ten inches thick. As the people out of their mind, twisted arm and legs, beating their heads out. And he said, help us, we're in trouble. And I look around, I said, I wish I could. 
and go on looking around. It's my little bitty body and them great big iron bars and those poor people in there. You couldn't get to them. The iron bars was getting close together. And I looked and they were beating their head like they were out of their mind. And I seen some light flickering around in here. And I look up, I look it up and there stood the Lord Jesus with the lights of a rainbow around him. He was looking right straight to me said, deliver those people. And he went away. If this is a prophet, he's just looking for himself. He doesn't have that ability to do it. But he's not looking at himself. Why? Because of Jesus, he said that the one had the rainbow around him, and he already commanded him, said to deliver them. It's not that he said, I want to deliver them. But that's his job, to deliver them. That is what is the word of God has commanded him to deliver them. That is the word of God has commanded you. Whatever situation your loved one in, you are be responsible. Have the word of God in you to believe it and to deliver them. When the, the prophet, he said, when the, uh, Jesus Christ uh, said to him, deliver them, then in the message he said, he went away. You understand, only the word can deliver the people. Only the word can deliver you out of your situation. When you don't see when the prophet, he doesn't say that Jesus Christ said he went away. When you are in your situation, when the Lord commanded you, said, speak to those dry bones to deliver them. No matter it's a minister, no matter it's the common people, or whoever that is, husband or wife or whatever situation it is, your job is to deliver them. But when Jesus commands you with that, they said he went away. The prophet never filled him anymore. He never seen him anymore. But you don't need to see him anymore. You don't need to fill him anymore. He'll leave that in trust to you. He gave that a burden in your heart. When he set that burden in your heart, when he went away, that only shows one thing. Now is your turn. Now is your job to do this. I give the true value to the word. And you saw the value of it. Now is your turn to deliver your children. It's not the minister's job to deliver your children. You father, you mother, that's your job to deliver them out of this lukewarmness. It's your job to deliver them from the grip of Satan in this world. It's your job to do it. If you have a problem in your life, your job to do it. Because the God commanded you. You said, I didn't see my pastor. I didn't see the Lord Jesus. I don't feel that. You don't have to feel that. It's your duty to deliver them. But Abraham said, I thought, how could I deliver them? I haven't got strength enough in my name, in my arm, to break those bars. You know, that I think about. I was, uh, I was sharing in Brother Danny's church just uh, last week. I'm thinking, I was sharing about the Bible. I said, think about it. Who are we? We're a bunch of, we're, we're a bunch of ignorant 
Don't have much of education. Never went into the Bible school. Hardly know anything about uh, the Bible. We're not, uh, we're not like those Jews. They can, from a cover to cover, they can remember everything. We don't. Who are we? We're just a bunch of ignorant who don't know anything. We're not a theologian, but we saw the true value of the Word of God. When we saw the true value of the God, that's why we go attack that job. That's why we go into it, to translate it in the Word of God, to translate it in the message, to translate it in the Bible. It's when we saw the true value of it, and we translated 800 messages into Chinese. It's when we saw the true value of it, and we made it almost 400 messages and all voices over, because we saw the true value of it. It's when we saw the true value of it, we get a message to India. He said, we saw the true value of it. We go into the different country, different corner of the world. Why? We saw the true value of it. It's because the pastor saw the true value of it. He moved all the way from Toronto back to this little alley here. He said, he saw the true value of the word of God. And not only the true value of the word, but the true value of each person. That's why if you look at a dry bone, there's no hope of the dry bone. There's no value of the dry bone. But it takes a prophet who saw the true value that in that dry bone, about the true value of the word of God, said that the dry bone come back to life. Yes, sir. If you saw the true value of the word, you will saw the true value of each person. That's sitting beside you. And then Brother Branham said, So I said, Can you read the scripture for me? Yes. Just read the scripture right here. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah, Jeremy the prophet, saying, And they took the thirty price of silver. 30 pieces of silver. The 30 pieces of silver, the price him that was valued, whom they of the children of Israel did value. Brother Murphy today spoke phrases that I wrote either last night or the night before. I wrote phrases. I was so impressed with this entire message which Brother Murphy just finished preaching. And I want to ask this congregation, they valued the King of Kings for 30 pieces of silver. They valued the King of Kings for 30 pieces of silver. And the Bible says, this Bible says, and the Word was made flesh. They valued the word for 30 pieces of silver. Mm -hmm. You've been sitting here hearing the anointed servant of God speak about the value that the people put on it. You sat here today in an hour and a half or so, two hours. What value have we put on it? Amen. How valuable is this time? Maybe some are streaming the service. How valuable is this that you have heard? 
I can tell you, I can tell you from experience, by sitting here and submitting to the word that's being preached Amen. And, and, and doing it, not just hearers, but doing it, you will re reap the full value. Hallelujah. You are actually adding value oh, to yes. your life right here now. Yes, Lord. Yes, Amen. Lord. They Lord. valued him for 30 pieces of silver. I trust that you are valuing him for much, Hallelujah. much more. A true value. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. I believe that's God. I think we can end the service. But if a pastor has said coming on, I think I need to give everybody a chance. Let you to show what is the value that you put on the word of God. Can we just stand up? But I said that in this message, he said, so I said, house of hell yeah. Yeah. gave away yeah. to the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You know what is the name of Jesus Christ? But I said, and God's only provide a place of worship. He said, the name is in the word yes. because he is the word. Amen. He said, what is he then? The word interpreted is the manifestation of the name of God. The word interpreted. We have the, the perfect interpretation of the word in this hour. And you are the interpretation of the word that in this hour. He said the word interpreted is the manifestation of the name of God. Those people that are locked up in the prison. It seems like out of their mind. How many people has been locked up in a different situation? Some was locked up in a TV. Some was locked out in social media. Some was locked up in a relationship. Some was locked up in a divorce or whatever. The things have been locked up. Do you believe that a God would do something special today? And sometimes you saw that the believers, they come into the church day in and day out. I'm talking about a believer yeah. with a clouded face. And not the devil had a hold of them and without giving them a release. And without giving them a deliverance. The devil will never be in his free will to give it out. The devil will never be in his free will to let you go. You have to tell the house of hell gave away to the name of Jesus Christ. All you need to do is to say, Lord, I believe the word. I believe what is the word of God has said. It's not somebody else saying. It's not if I failed it or not. But it's my job, it's my duty. This has to be fulfilled. Let's bow our head. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, 
Lord, a word has been preached. Lord, I believe the word has been confirmed also. Lord, you said to two or three witness that every word shall be established. Oh, God, you know my heart, Lord. Lord, even last night when I read that scripture that Brother Ed was appointed to, I was thinking, Lord, how can a person that walked with Jesus for three and a half years and just sold him in so cheap just for 30 pieces of silver? Lord, I trust that you want to do something special this morning. Lord, it's not by feeling. Lord, it's not a... Lord, we're not intending this to be a hurrah, hurrah service. But Lord, that is a very holy atmosphere. Lord, as this is the presence of a God. Lord, I just bring every individual in Cloridel Bible Way into the presence of a God. Lord, I just present them everyone that are before you. Because I know man cannot do anything. But Lord, you are the one can do everything, Lord. Lord, I commit every one of them, from the young to the old, father, mother, children, single, or married, or married a long time, or whatever their status is. Lord, would you do something special to them? Lord, deliver the people that need to be delivered. It just takes one word from you, Lord. Lord, heal the people that was sick. That a person maybe cannot even utter. That the devil tried to put fear and scare that in their, in their mind. It tried to torture them, tormenting them. Oh, that a peace of a God just dropping in, Lord. Say, all is well, all is well. Lord, if there's a certain situation and it's so beyond the people's rich and a certain situation, it seems like almost just impossible. But Lord, we believe you're the one that it works specially just for the things that is impossible. Oh God, we give you all the thanks. We give you all the glory. Let know that you're the God that taking care of your own children. We believe you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Shall we sing the song? In the shackle, uh, I forgot. Uh, uh, yeah, shackle by heavy burden.
said here is in all the cracking and popping and the rocks are rolling and the bars are falling people are running screaming delivered and screaming at the top of their voice and he didn't say the part of them was delivered he said it was all delivered if you believe the word of a God see the true value of it you know, the house of habit has to give away. The house of depression has to give away. The house of jealousy has to give away. The house of hatred has to give away. The house of a wishy-washy it has to give away. The house of adult it has to give away. No matter what brand name of that house has been branded by the devil, but it all has to give away. I know you are wonderful people. I love you with all my heart. But you know what the most thing I hated the most? I hated to see the son and daughter of God be bound by Satan. And I know exactly in my heart that they're living under their privilege. Their privilege is to be free. Their privilege is to be a passion and zealous for the for word of God. That's their position, but Satan just got a hold of them, just got a hold of them. And they wouldn't let them, wouldn't let them to, to be free, wouldn't let them to be delivered. But you know, it's the word of a God will deliver them. God saw each situation. Can we sing another song just before we go? Uh, Worthy the lamb that was the slain.
the Lord. I love it with all my heart to see God move, to see God. He knows each situation. And he said, I do care about you. Whatever things that you're going through, whatever situation that you're in, that God knows each one of us. May the Lord just bless you and to take this word back home. You know, it doesn't take the years. It doesn't take a month. It doesn't take hours. It just to take it a one moment before the presence of a God and said, Lord, it is finished. It's not me saying finished. It's not him saying it or whoever saying finished. But it's the Christ himself on the cross said, it is finished. May the Lord bless you. Shake hands with each other. Say the best thing you can ever say. God bless you.